This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So here we go, guys. Two men enter, one man leaves. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Everything is falling apart. And like birds are dying. I mean, birds are dying. And it's like hard, you know, to like wake up every day and know that like there are, there are bad things happening. And this bird was just like a symbol of that. I have one thing to say. All girls are sheep. Whoa. There it is. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a world of happiness. We have a great show for you tonight. Who mistake is here? No. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Yo, ready? I was born ready. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Do they do stuff to you, boy? And now. And right now, it's time to cash checks and have sex, man. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 25th of January. Yeah, it is. Mmm. Up. Hey, hey, um, Kevin, you were here yesterday, right? but we got into a discussion somehow about how great red vines are and how awful Twizzlers are. Right. And we were shocked to find, first of all, you agree, obviously, because you're an American. I do agree, but I don't hate Twizzlers as much as everybody else. But I do love red vines by far. Yeah, Twizzlers are trash. No, they're right? not trash, but I mean, it's... Well, they're garbage. What you're okay. saying is you'd never eat them and they're gross. I mean, I'd eat them if they were the only thing available, sure. But you wouldn't because they taste like plastic. Uh, okay, no. And, I mean, I, I'm getting to the bottom of what you're saying. You're okay. saying that red vines are good, Twizzlers that, are like, taste like sewage? I mean, that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. if that's the only thing that they have there at the, uh, at the uh, um, theater, mm-hmm. I'll get it. And I'll eat it. And I'll go... Subpar. Okay, I, I speak. I speak, Kevin. <laughs> okay, what, what Kevin is he means, what what Kevin is actually saying is, mm-hmm. given the choice between Twizzlers and starving, he right. would starve. He would okay. die. Okay, he, makes sense. Die. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Then we're all then we're all on the same page. Right. Okay. okay. Good. Right. Rich writes in. Uh, here's a follow up. Today, you guys forgot one licorice item that sometimes makes its way into my truck stop gut. Nibs. Oh, ironically, little, little tiny ones. Little ironically, pieces? made by Twizzlers. But not the same. For the win, by the way, obviously, is Red Vines. OG Twizzlers are junk. But what about nibs, he wants to know. I don't know if I know I, nibs. Oh, I know nibs. You we do? We didn't consider nibs yesterday. S- I Small uh, cylinders. Okay. Probably mm-hmm. about this big. Okay. Little cylinders. And they're red. And then they, they're, I will say, they're too hard. Okay, oh, but all right. what about taste? Not great. 
I, I would better, put them in with Twizzlers. Better than Twizzlers. Well, anything's better than Twizzlers. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but how are they made by the same company, but they don't taste like Twizzlers? They're Twizzler nibs. Then shouldn't they taste like Twizzlers? Yeah, but they're not as waxy. Do you know the wax? Is it because there's less of it? Well, it's because, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's also because a company can't make two horrid candies. They have to make one that's a little better. Oh, I okay. see. Yeah. All right. That's a legal thing. <laughs> so nibs still go in the no column then? I, I'm I would never buy Twizzler nibs. That nibs, seems okay. Again, why not just get red vines? Yeah, right. right. But uh, let's say red vines aren't available. Mm-hmm. Where is Did that? Nubs? Is that Nazi nibs Germany? Or whatever they are. <laughs> are, you, are you? He just said nubs. Everybody. <laughs> nubs, nubs, I mean, I get are. those. I get nubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think if uh, if red vines aren't available, you just get yourself a. You know, a Snickers bar, Three Musketeers, you go a different direction. Even like a nerd rope. I mean, really, all of those are good choices. (laughs) Yeah, way better. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to uh, add that to the conversation. I love nerd rope because nerd rope is like, it's like gay red vines. Do you know what I mean? They're like, they're they're, they're colorful and exciting and (laughs) like they're just a better time than regular. It's the same way. You have more fun with them than you do red vines. Yeah. But it tastes like nerds? Yeah. And, wow. then, and then, a, and then a real small licorice in between, like uh, underneath. I where have I been? Well, I'm bringing a nerd in this next candy week. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen, I suspect that everything that you liked growing up was just nerd, and then fill in the blank, whatever the thing was. Well, right? you, you eat what you are. You watch nerd TV, <laughs> played nerd sports, yeah. played Red Hots. <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Do we have time for another food-related thing? Sure. Always. I could have saved this for uh, for great news on Monday, but I, I love this story. And I actually, uh, I wanted to have a little bit more time with it than we do during, during that segment. What do you do? I'm sure we have uh, parents who have encountered this. You have an autistic child like this Eric McKay, 15 years old, Northern Virginia, and he will only eat one food. How do you keep that kid healthy if literally the only thing he will eat is the thing that he eats? How old is he? 15. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's not. Brussels sprouts. He only eats peanut butter and jelly English muffins breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, that's just a parent problem. But you, if hmm, you starting, could be worse. It's just a parent problem. Yeah, I agree. You can start incorporating into different foods. But they would say no, and then as a parent, you would have to say yes. Yeah, but with autism, it's with autism, yeah, it's difficult. You you can't. It's hard to rationalize. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, you can't. You don't hold the kid down and force feed him. No, of course you know? not. But uh, we don't have peanut butter jelly today. You, you know, you try to work your way into it. I mean, I don't have any. I don't, I don't have. Obviously, I don't have any experience. Same, especially with autistic children, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's that's a real tough position to be in because you want to please this child and 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 you want the kid to eat something. Yeah, you maybe to, you go peanut peanut butter one day and something else, and then like jelly one day and something else, and try to sort of start <laughs> split it up slowly. Well, I don't have the full backstory on how they Excellent. manage it, but the mom does. She did buy 72 jars of peanut butter at one time of this particular brand when they were on sale for 78 cents each. And her autistic son numbered them all, one through 72. Oh, boy. And then when he got to the last one, by the way, his nickname, I don't know what his real name is. His nickname is Bean. All right. And, and his <laughs> Twitter that. is Bean Philosopher. <laughs> wow. So when he got down to the last one, he tweeted the peanut butter company, which I think is called Liddell or Little, something like that. He tweeted it. He tweeted at them and said, hey, it's time for you to have another sale. I'm down to my last jar of peanut butter. I've eaten 72 jars of your peanut butter. <laughs> when are you going to put them on sale again, right? So they tweeted him back and said, 
we will give you a lifetime supply of peanut butter Aww. if you get 72,000 retweets. Well, that seems... Jeez. Make, make the kid jump through hoops, right? <laughs> as, if he, <laughs> as if he hasn't already been through enough. Right. And this does seem to be the, the, the thing that businesses look at as a way to use social media is just to force you into retweeting, right? Okay. So he had five followers at the time, but as these things tend to do, it went viral and he, you know, slowly but surely, 10,000 40,000, 60,000, and then ended up with 76,000 retweets and over 2,300 followers at the time. So he won his lifetime supply of peanut butter. Then he decided... He didn't like it. And then he Please said he was over that. peanut butter. <laughs> he tweeted, he tweeted butter. at Skippy. <laughs> I, I need more lifetimes. <laughs> then he decided, and this why is why it might have been a nice, uh, great news story, that he decided his father was among those who have been furloughed with the government shutdown. Aww. So he decided he wanted to give away all of that peanut butter that they were donating to him. Wow. For workers that were unpaid. So they set it up at the peanut butter store in Dumfries, Virginia. Come on by with a government ID. Everyone's entitled to take three jars of peanut butter. Which I think is an adorable story. Yeah, that's very nice. Those retweets, though. Still stuck on that? Wasted them. (laughs) He did kind of ended up with nothing. Nothing. So now, does his mom have to to go out and buy full price peanut butter? I guess, right? Because sales not going on. They got all this free peanut butter he kid gave away. At Peter Pan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got to go somewhere else. <laughs> sure. Just move on to the next company. Move on. But anyway, it's just it's it's nice. You know, it's hard to get inside and understand how an autistic brain works. But right. that that uh, that empathy uh, part is definitely still working for Little Bean, and he's helping others who need it uh, more than he does in this case. So I think that's a that's a wonderful story and a great way to get started on a fry yay. And that's yay. Bean's great news. That was Ellie's story, by the way. Yeah, I already uh, sent that in for Monday. Did you really? Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. I didn't see that. No, we'll I do know. it later. So yeah, it's no one cool. will know. It's cool. And yeah, yeah. Thank you. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I'll see you guys in hell. Oh, wow. A uh, monkey is coming into the studio today from Coral. Yeah, he is. We're excited about that with Brandon Mendehall. They made a fantastic movie called Mind Over Matter. Mm-hmm. I have a song I want to play for him. Does it involve stars? Yeah. yeah. Does it involve corn? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let Can we do know. that off the air? It's up to you guys if you if you don't want Radio Gold. <laughs> A brand new internet roundup? Uh, millennials are not having sex. I'm a millennial. I don't know. I don't know what this means. <laughs> mean? Uh, yeah, all the research shows that uh, the, 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 that generation is having less sex, fewer sexual partners, fewer sexual encounters than any generation before. Why? And, uh, the, well, the Today Show did, did a, a deep dive into it to... To talk to millennials to find out what the reasons are, and I think you'll be interested Why? in this. Why? Well, just because. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's keep it a bean, is written in front of me. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the good bean that we work with, or the, I mean, the bad bean that we work with, or the good one with the peanut butter? You'll have to find out. Okay. I, I am on the pulse of slang. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark Hoppus will join us in studio. He's Whoa, got, this got, is too much show. He's got a, a lot of show. Another new band, this one with uh, Alex from All Time Low. And uh, it's called Simple Creatures. They've got a new song out. We're going to have them in, uh, him in studio coming up a little bit later this morning. Stryker is going to try and shoot free throws. <sighs> this is too I'm, much. I'm nervous for him, but I believe in him. What is he putting on the line for it? Why are you nervous? What could he lose? A 50 out of 100 is a lot, but we'll, I mean, we're going to figure out how this confidence has come to him. 
Okay. Right. Yeah, what is the bed? Does anyone know? Uh, his dog, Bonsai. He has to give it to Kevin Klein, which is a bummer. Seems way too he hard. He loves Bonsai. I don't know what to, the bet is. It's a lot to put on the line for free throws. He actually has to kill himself if he misses 50. So it's a real tough bet. And it's uh, Friday, so keep it 100. Coming up this morning, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. All right, Allie, time for what's happening. Bring us some good news. What do you got? All right. Well, this uh, this had everybody talking yesterday. When you see a teaser with Jeff Bridges wearing that same Pendleton sweater that he wears in the Big Lebowski, people are thinking, oh, here it is. This is it, you guys. It is the Big Lebowski Part 2, right? I would think so. A little teaser, and then at the end, it had the date... 2319, which is the date of the Super Bowl. So then people were saying, well, it's obviously just a Super Bowl commercial that he's going to be in. Then people were saying, it's a Super Bowl commercial for the Big Lebowski 2. <laughs> so wow. people were losing their minds yesterday. Like, could the Coen brothers have done this under wraps? Is there any way? Listen, I guess we'll find out on you don't have the February third night. No, nobody what? does. This is this is a big mystery, you guys. I feel like it's just a Super Bowl ad yeah. that they got the dude to do. Yeah. But let me tell you what I I think is interesting about Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. He has had a, an amazing career. Right. He's an Oscar winner. He's been in a dozen classic movies. He loves the Big Lebowski. He He has no problem like being completely identified with that. That being his most famous and beloved movie. You know, you'd think it would just it would be just one of many for him, but he seems to really embrace the love. I think there's a lot of dude in Jeff, I guess is what I'm saying. He shows up at the Lebowski Fest a bunch. Mm -hmm. Like he embraces it and takes it on. And I I think you see with that type of thing, like people who do that, it goes a long way. A long way, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Like Henry Winkler loves the Fonz. Oh, and now look at him. Should. That's yeah. right. Oh, love him so much. I think that really tied this whole story together, guys. See, <laughs> <laughs> because that's a rug joke. Well, yeah. anyway, we'll find out on uh, February 3rd, 2019. We're less than, what, a week and a half away? Yeah, it's a week we from can, Sunday. We can sit tight, right? <laughs> yeah. No? Sure. I do love, though, that people possibly think that they were somehow able to film a Big Lebowski 2 and nobody knew about it. Like, how do you keep that under wraps? Well, there, I I do want to say one thing. What? John Turturro did film a Jesus movie mm-hmm. under wraps, sort of. That okay. no one knew about? John Turturro, A... And a Jesus movie. Yeah. Who cares? Really? Yes. Oh, I thought it would be cool. <laughs> I don't mean Jesus Christ. Oh. I mean Jesus, like uh, the bowler. What's from happening? the Big Lebowski. From oh, the Big Lebowski. Oh, Remember yeah. his? He, yeah. He would lick okay, him. Okay. I, am, I am totally like, uh, why would people be like, Woo, can't wait for that Jesus movie? No, also, why would I bring that up? And why? That's why I'm no, saying no like, one messes with No one messes with the Jesus man. Got it. Yeah. Got he, it. He did a whole side story where it was just going to be about him. I don't know when it's going to be released and stuff, but he filmed it like last year, somewhat secret, then it got out. What? If but he has okay. an Wow, you just together. changed my mind. Oh, I don't. I don't know if the dude's in it. But. That would be fantastic. If and, were. and there were. I mean, there weren't big stars in it, but like the last Cloverfield movie was a surprise. It just dropped one day. For yeah. instance, I mean, people do stuff like that. But big star like Jeff Bridges, you're right. Somebody might have heard about it. Yeah. What if Jeff Bridges is doing a Jesus movie? Jesus. Oh, sorry. Like the Lord and Savior Jesus. The Jesus movie is called Going Places, and it says it's still coming out this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and it tells do, you why. Do, do we need <laughs> yes. all of that? He, it supposedly tells you why he was a pedophile. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right. it's not what Great. you think, I guess. Because I thought that would be celebrated. Oh, you right think now. he had a good reason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, uh, Kevin, do you think that there's a good reason that maybe he could be a pedophile? Just uh, is like reasoning wise? Uh, no. Oh. Okay. Why do you ask me that? I'm well, just checking. Okay. So there's not a good reason is what you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> Call now. Call now. Poor Kevin. Everybody stop it. Hey, guys. Uh, new performers added to the Grammys list. You ready? For a little Miley Cyrus. Always. Brandy Carlisle. Oh, I love her. H-E-R. I mean, I've never seen her perform live, mm-hmm. so I guess I'm interested. I mean, she certainly has blown up the last few months. I love that album. Let's give some love to Maroon 5. <laughs> I don't, they're not on this list. Not on this um, But another Surprise. band that I was like, what? Hmm? Huh? What? Not sure if you've heard of them. Um, God, Sherry Poppin' Daddies? No, no. It's a band. Uh, that would be awesome, though, wouldn't it? It would be huge. <laughs> yeah. They just headline it. Like, everybody's waiting for special <laughs> guest performance, and it's them. Owl City? Not Owl City. Mm. Mm-mm. Okay. I-, I would be down with that, though. Yeah. Think of uh, think of the band who? that what? we play on here way more than any other band. Red Hot Chili Peppers? Indeed, the Red Hot oh, really? Chili Peppers will be taking the stage during the Grammy Awards. What? Usually hey. they like to pair them up with somebody else. They're paired up. They say anything? Yeah, they're they're paired up with Post Malone. Is he booed up? Whoa. Booed up? Nope. No? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Show see, starts at six, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, see, nobody could see that he pressed a drop that didn't work, so then we just <laughs> we just sat here staring said, at each other. And my drop was just nope. <laughs> So there was dead silence, and we're just staring. It was uh, it was uncomfortable oh, and weird. People, uh-huh. tune yeah, out. yeah. We're gonna start at six. Don't worry about yeah. it, you guys. People haven't started listening yet, no. so we're good. It's just a run through. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Hey, the Grammys here in LA, February tenth at Staples Center. Some birthdays for you. <gasps> weird. She's hosting the Grammys. Her name is Alicia Keys, and that's the only birthday I have on this list. Excellent. So. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. This uh, story might be surprising to some people. Uh, Very different from when I was growing up, because you remember when I was in the Boy Scouts, you remember the badge I got, right? Uh, No, I don't, Bean. For banging. But apparently... I'm surprised that they gave those out in the Boy Scouts. It's weird. It is weird. (laughs) To be honest. Uh, But apparently, young people, millennials in particular, are having less sex than any other previous generation. And the Today Show looked into that this week. New research shows millennials are having less sex than ever before, leading to what some experts are calling a sex recession. Adults in their early 20s are two and a half times as likely to be abstinent than Gen Xers were at that age, putting them on track to have fewer sex partners than both Gen X and Boomers. Get it together, people. (laughs) Not hard. (laughs) Right? Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Again, I appreciate the uh, the nightclub ambiance Mm -hmm. on the the news story, which is uh, apparently just it's it's on all the news now. Like, you can't do a story without there being some sort of bass and drums going yeah, on in the background. <laughs> so why the low libido? I sat down with a group of millennials to find out. I was reading an article with the headline that said millennials are in a sexual recession. And it surprised me. Does that headline surprise you all? 
Completely. Yes. No. Remember no. One guy, no. 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 Please. That dude's had it in a long time. You can tell he's no. Although, if you saw this piece, his sideburns could be the problem for him. <laughs> that is the voice of, uh, if you don't recognize it, by the way, that is uh, George W. Bush's uh, daughter, Jenna Bush. Jenna Bush Hager, I think is her married name, who has been a correspondent on the Today Show for a number of years now. But she's doing the interview with these actual millennials to find out what the reasons are. What do you think the number one reason is, Kevin, that millennials are not having sex? Boy, that's t- I mean, I, the only thing that I could think is they're too busy but then you you hear these stories that the millennials are very lazy so i don't know yeah you're i think you're gonna be surprised by the answer i, I don't know it doesn't. <laughs> no it doesn't why i think there's a lot of responsibilities that millennials have today that past generations didn't have so we don't have that freedom it's harder to get a job today student loans yeah. being overwork and underpaid does not exactly make me feel sexy now, does that, that hold, guy is super unhappy. Does that hold water with you? First of all, no. is it Mm-mm. is it hard to get a job? And the reason I ask that is because we have, you know, 98% employment or something in this country right now. There are so many countries out there, or, excuse me, companies out there desperate. They can't find enough workers. Is it hard to get a job I think right it now? certainly has been in the last year. It certainly has been. Has yeah. been hard to get a job. Yes, yeah. That was not the number one choice I would have thought it would have been. What would you would have thought? I would have thought more kids, kids, millennials are living at home now than ever. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be you go to college, you're gone, you're oh, out I of the see. house. But more are living at home, so you're not boning with now, mom. Now it's mom, room. please, just right? give me the night. Well, I'm Allie, saying. I yeah. think that's maybe coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> Rising economic pressures have nicknamed millennials the boomerang generation. A third of 25 to 29-year-olds still live at home with their parents. There it is. The highest percentage in 75 years. Can't exactly, you know, bring somebody home. Hey, Mom. <laughs> this is my mom. Um, <laughs> does every generation feel like their generation has it hardest and their generation oh, has the, the most pressure on it than any other generation before? Absolutely. Of course. And, and, I'll, t- and I'll tell you it, something else. I'm so tired of any article that starts out millennials. Mm-hmm. It's as if it's, I don't know, it just seems so hack. Yeah, it's But millennials bad. killed napkins, right. and they killed golf, and they killed cheese. <laughs> and Applebee's and recliners. Every like, bad stop thing it. done is in the name of millennials. <laughs> All right, let's hear more from the, from the panel as to why they're not getting any. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah. People don't usually want more sex. They want better sex. Yeah. It's not fulfilling on whatever level it is, either the connection you feel with that person, the connection you feel with yourself. A mental health. Mm-hmm has a lot to do with it. I know that a lot of my friends, um, myself and my partner, all struggle with mental health. And that uh, can have like a direct effect on your libido. Okay, let's talk about those two Those two things. First of all, since when are we into qu- quality over quantity when it comes to sex? <laughs> They've got the wrong thinking here, right? They totally are upside down on it's that. It's all about quantity right now. <laughs> it ought they can to think be. about that later. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now's not the time to worry about the best sex you've ever had. Now's the time to worry about the sex. <laughs> Um, and how about the mental health? I mean, are, what's what's uh, what's your interpretation of that? As uh, as the young man says that the, a lot of people are having mental health issues more than ever before. Maybe? maybe he's saying more people on antidepressants and some of the side effects are lowered libido. It didn't, oh. it didn't sound like he said that. Though. I it think sound, that I, that's I feel like that is what he was intent? referring to, yeah. but he didn't say it. Do you think he also thinks that people are kind of too in their own heads at that age now? They're sure. depressed. Sure. And yeah, the, that makes sense. And that makes you not want to not want to party. All right, mm, we got to talk I don't know though. I, depression. I mean, I feel like that would help. 
It's some good sex when right. you're super sad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the best way out of a depression. You brought up a really interesting point. There's studies that say there's rise in anxiety and depression for millennials in particular. I wonder why people are feeling more anxious than ever. Your dad, for starters. Wow. My dad? No, it that was... That got weird. That's, that's George Je- W. Bush's Jenna Bush. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. I think the expectations on what we should be capable of since we have so much more available to us puts a lot of pressure. I think we have so many tools that save time, so we're supposed to do more with our time. Do you think that's true? Do you think we're put more pressure on 20-year-olds now to accomplish stuff? I've given up on 20-year-olds accomplishing stuff. I'm stunned when I see a 20-year-old accomplishing stuff. And when she said, we have so many things to save time, I just thought vibrator, right? (laughs) That's what what she was saying, saying, right? Could be what she meant. I don't believe a word of anything they just said. Yeah. I do do believe, though, that there is so much more stimuli now. They've got porn anywhere you want to find it. There's Mm -hmm. Netflix you can watch 24-7. Right. There are other things to occupy your time. But instead of, not in addition to sex, instead Instead of sex. Yeah. No. I feel like that's something that, that goes a long way with well, that. Well, we're out of time on the tape, but I will say there's one more item that came up that I absolutely believe is true, and that is the dating apps have cheapened dating for a lot of people. They don't meet face-to-face. Mm-hmm. There's not as much chemistry. There's not as much incentive that way, and you always have something better one swipe away. Right. And I think that has that has seriously screwed with the way it's been done for thousands of years is it's just you know on and gone and on to the next one you know what i mean i mean upside less kids right (laughs) (laughs) it's the kevin and bean show k-rock this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, we are Simple Creatures. We just woke up from a very long sleep. We have so much to tell you, but for the moment, all we can say is we are glad you are here and we made music for you. That's the introductory tweet from the new band, Simple Creatures, with uh, Alex from All Time Low and our friend Mark from Blink-182, who will be here next half hour to tell us more on the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I've been keeping that secret. Have you? It's been hard. Oh, you've known? I have. It's been you and Mark are buds. Well, and Alex. Close with Alex as well. How wow. long? Um, well, I mean, I could talk. Yeah. Uh, six months? Why aren't you in the band? Well, I am. I'm the triangle player. But they thought they thought for press it's better to keep me in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to keep a bean with you guys, though. Uh, what? I'm going to keep it a bean. That I knew about it, but I figured. What's uh, keep it a bean? Uh, that's I. That's a slang term. Uh-huh. That uh huh. That means 
Well, I'll let me start. Here's the thing. I am an NBA head. I uh, watch as much basketball as possible. Okay. You can't and I, just be a fan. You have to be an NBA head. Yeah, no, I'm an NBA head. And so much so that I watch uh, post-press conferences. Wow. Because they're funny and sometimes... They, Most of the time they're dull. Sometimes they're funny. Well, basketball, yes. Football's okay. rough. Yeah, Don't well, watch those. Yeah. Basketball, though... Uh, sometimes every once in a while something gets brought up and you're like, did he just say that? And and so recently DeMarcus Cousins played his first game of the season. Uh, it's, it's kind of a story that people are excited to see over in, in Golden State. And uh, he, he started talking and then he, he said this when someone asked him a question. I'm going to just, I'm gonna just keep it a bean. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep it a bean. I'm going to keep it a bean. That's what he said. What? Immediately my ears pop up because always listening for drops. Right. And keep it a bean, pretty good. Yeah. So I started to do a deep dive on keep it a bean. I'm going to just keep it a bean. (laughs) Yeah. And listen to how natural he sounds. Yeah. Like he's been saying it for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he may have because this is a much deeper and uh, historic slang term than I thought. At Urban Dictionary, it says it means keeping it real. Let's get it. Keep it flowing and stay fresh. All of the things we associate with beans. Yes. Yeah. All very <laughs> chill. Fresh. I feel like I should be suing somebody right now for, <laughs> for biting my, my look. This is a guy who off air has repeatedly been telling us to wish a famous hippo happy birthday during what's happening. That's correct, yes. So I'm pretty sure he keeps it a bean. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Urban Dictionary, it says that this is the like example of dialogue. Bob, all right, yo, I'll see you later. Keep it a bean. Larry says back to him, all right, deuces. Okay. I mean, I doubt Bob and Larry are having that conversation. No, definitely not. I do too. Uh, so I went deeper, and I found a video by uh, a rapper producer named Made in Tokyo who explains not only keep it a bean, but I'm going to give it a bean. A bunch of different ways you could say bean. Let's listen to that. On a bean, on point. Your bean is your point. If you're on bean, you're on point. You could be on a baked bean. You could be on a barbecue bean. You could be on a lima bean. Whatever. It could be a bean situation. If you're in the studio and you're like, yo, turn my headphones up, turn my headphones up. And then you be like, you, you sitting here and you singing, you trying to get your situation right. And then he gets you right and you hear it and you sounding like genuine. You be like, yo, got me on the bean. Got me on the bean, yo. You got me on the bean. We lit. What? Uh, so that's... That's it. I mean, there's okay. a lot of ways that you could say, keep it a bean, I'm on a bean. Uh-huh. Huh. When, uh, how, did you track how far back this goes? This goes back like 15 years. Does it really? No. There's many. Di- okay, here's the story. There, It seems to be, I can't get one direct definition. I mean, I can get the definition. I can't get the space of origin. Right. So, like, some people say it started in Atlanta. That seems to be one of the more uh, our people. popular ones. Yes, our mm-hmm. people. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to meet the Ramily soon. <laughs> Uh, and we'll know keep it a bean when we get there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then there's people right, We're going to say, we're going to be all excited. We're going to say it. And somebody's going to look at us like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? There's a lot of people who think it started in Oakland as well. It's sort of all over the place. But how consistent is this? Let's listen to a bunch of songs that say keep it a bean in it. First, this is Kerr with a song called Keep It a Bean. This is just too weird. There's so many. Let's keep it a bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already knew she wasn't gonna keep it a bean. Come on. We all gonna be cool. I promise I'll put that on rain. Okay. Did you know this bean? No. You didn't know anything about it. Me Never either. heard of it before. No. Then the, the next song is a, a guy named Jameer. Need, is it still in this one? No. Clip? Just okay. move on. Uh, this this one is called, uh, guess what it's called? Something about beans. It's called Keep It a Bean. Keep it's it by bean. Jameer. <laughs> no, that. Yeah, I keep yeah. it a bean. We all keep it 300. Two one five to four point I run it. Look at my team, you don't see us coming. Look at my team, but it's no we coming. Cause I keep it a bean, we all keep it 
Yeah, okay. This is like, not... Is it like keep it 100 so a bean is like a number? No, no one knows that. That's not in Why? any of the reasoning. Because it Why sounds like it's being used a lot very similarly to keep it 100. Yeah, agreed. Uh, well, let's ask Eat a Goat featuring <laughs> Rizzy Raw. Just keep it the bean, bitch, I am a queen. Ay, 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 ay. Just keep it the bean, bitch, I am a queen. Ay, ay. Just keep it the bean, bitch, I am a queen. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. What? That's, a, that's oh, a song. you want more? Here's what? Mally with a what? song called Keep It A Bean. And when I'm going all in, I give it a bean. One thing about me, I keep it a bean. They ain't really on their job, let's keep it a bean. They ain't really working for my squad, let's keep it a bean. What Let's keep it going. Is... This is wreaking havoc with what? Keep It A Bean. Be with me. You can f*** the whole scene with me. As long as you keep it a bean. Yeah. We can f*** the whole scene. This is ridiculous. I found 18 songs called Keep It A Bean. Oh. Oh Ranging from four views to 500,000. Wow. Yeah. Jensen, how did you not know about this earlier with all the time you spend on black Twitter? I have no idea. I think that this, number one, needs to be championed. Mm-hmm. I think we, we could be at the forefront. Well, on Fridays, we do keep it a bean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. By the way, we have enough references <laughs> to play a so montage. Can, can I, me older white guy can i keep no, it a bean no no i honestly your name is bean right? I, I can't think of someone who deserves to use mm. this term more mm. but could he pull it off is the question try it bean um <laughs> all right there's your answer <laughs> kevin and bean on k-rock k-rock our producer dave the king of mexico is here it's time for a brand new kevin and bean internet roundup And hi to everyone in the nursing home in Maine. Uh, it's time for a brand new Kevin Bean Internet Roundup. By the way, uh, Dave, uh, Dave, uh, you're going day two with the new hairstyle, and I'm going to tell you, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah. Tip: Don't comb your hair. Kevin told me that, <laughs> and, and it, it's working. If you want to take fashion advice from anyone, it's yeah. me. Yeah. It looks good. So, thank this you, man. A, thank you. This is a great uh, batch of the best viral videos of the week. Uh, a couple of them we can't really do much with on the radio because they're visual. But the guy who goes out with thirty-five degrees below zero and shoots <laughs> boiling water into the air that just turns into a cloud, essentially, is astonishing to watch, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Let's try right. why you want to live someplace where it's 35 degrees below zero. But I guess if you can make a cool video, why not, right? <laughs> uh, you also have uh, some people who are on a, a ski slope. They get charged, attacked by, almost attacked by a moose. That's not, not something you see every day. They, get, they charge, it charges it's them. Charging. And they're just skiing away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moose are terrifying. Yeah. This was in Colorado. Yeah, they are way Ooh. bigger than people think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steph Curry tries to explain <laughs> his uh, falling on the court the other night during the uh, game against the Lakers. That was the best. It was funny. And I don't it know is, if you saw, but he, he slipped trying to dunk a ball without anyone playing defense. Away, yeah. uh-huh. And then went over to take a three-point shot, and they got on the ball, and he shot an air ball. Those two things happened within six seconds. <laughs> Try to blame it on the Kings. It was fantastic. Yeah. Right. Oh, there yeah. was a Kings game earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he's only human once in a great while. Stupid stuff. All right. Let's get into this Uber driver. What city is this in? 
Houston, Dave. Do you Sacramento. Know? Sacramento, he's on a big eight-lane highway, and he's got a very drunk passenger who tries to wrestle the steering wheel away from him. Thank God this is on video. Thank God they didn't crash. Uh, the Uber driver stays incredibly calm during this entire encounter, but listen to how it unfolded. I love you, brother. I love you, brother. We're not going to die, man, but you got to let go. No, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. You got to let go, man. I love you, brother. Just, brother. He just keeps saying, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. But he won't let go of the steering wheel. He's a passenger. How does the Uber driver not, like, elbow the guy in the face or something or try to push him out of the car or something? You can't. You're in the middle of a... Of a highway. Yeah, but don't you pull over? You try. He does. I mean, he does. Eventually try he to does. pull over, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, Dax Castro up in Sacramento, and he wrote on his Facebook page that he wishes that he would have just puked in his car because then he would have got $250 from Uber. Instead, to clean has, it. Yeah, instead, he just had to kick him out, and, you know, instead of almost dying, he gets nothing. <laughs> well, wow. It, it was remarkable that he was able to remain, you know, retain control of that How about car. less I love me, you, you, brother, and more let go of the steering wheel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Speaking of driving, there's a public service announcement that is very funny that has been released. Who is, uh, who's this guy on the video, Dave? This is uh, uh, Brian Moot. He is a host of our sister station, Amp Radio. No kidding. Yeah. And he spent a lot of time in Atlanta, and he anticipates the crowds that are going to be there for the Super Bowl next weekend. And he's got some advice if you're planning on visiting Atlanta for the game. Hi, my name is Brian Moot, and I'm here to give you guys all a public service announcement for those folks, those football fans traveling from around the country, around the world, to the city of Atlanta. We hope you have a great time. But do not drive. I'm not kidding you. We don't need any more cars on these Atlanta roads. Atlanta traffic is a war. Don't rent a car. When you get to the airport, you get on the MARTA. You get in Uber. You ride a bird scooter. You hitchhike. Some of you are saying, did Brian just really pitch us on hitchhiking? Did Brian just pitch us on something that could be so unsafe we get murdered? Yes. <laughs> I don't care if so many of you are walking to things you need to do that it looks like you're filming The Walking Dead. Atlanta traffic is so bad, it will age you. You will get in traffic looking one way, get out looking another. You might lose people along the way. It's like the Oregon Trail. Everything just comes bottlenecking in to one place. Nine freeways into one. Whoa. It's a really bad design. One year, a freeway just burst into flames. Burst into flames. Cement was on fire. And you know what people said? Huh? Atlanta traffic, man. Atlanta traffic, man. Okay. Now let me just let me just ask you this though. I I get why a city can be overstressed when you have a huge event like the Super Bowl with so many people coming from all over, but you can't scare people from Southern California away from traffic, right? I don't know because it doesn't take much for me to not want to sit in traffic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I saw that, I was like, oh, I didn't realize Atlanta traffic was so bad. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be sitting in a car there. Maybe yeah, just it, because you do it here so much. Well, then yeah. we, let's try hitchhiking. Exactly. <laughs> let's do it, guys. That's our plan. We're going to hitchhike. Uh, is our, pl- our plan is not to rent a car then, right? No. no. Our plan is to Uber it up. Our bird scooter. Yeah. Bird scooter. <laughs> you see us bird scootering to the show. It's so great. Let's do it.
And finally, this video from NFL Films got a lot of attention this week because I think most people don't realize that this job exists. Now, it's not a full-time job. It's called the get-back coach. And this is somebody (laughs) who generally is on the coaching staff, works in, like, strength and conditioning or something like that with the players. But his job during the game is to keep not only the head coach, but also all the coaches and all the players and all the personnel from the team off the playing field. Yeah. A, you can get a penalty if somebody's on the field that's not supposed to be, too many players on the field or whatever. And B, it's very easy to get run over by players or refs that are running up and down the sidelines. And I guess you're so focused on the action on the field that you don't realize you step over that line. So there's somebody whose job it is, in this case, to pull back the coach to make sure he doesn't get get in the field of play. And let's meet that person now. I was probably the most difficult one to deal with when I was on the field because you're always trying to get closer to the action. Coaches, whether it's, you know, a position coach or even Sean McVay now, I literally have to spend most of my time while the offense is on the field standing right behind Sean and ripping him out of the way when the official's about to run into him just so we don't get a penalty. There is an art to it. It is kind of like a dance. Maybe tango, like a sidestep into the path of the official and then remove back. <laughs> I got to say, some of the video is really tender. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, it's very really loving lovely. Coach. It's very lovely to watch. <laughs> so, Allie, would you enjoy a job where every 100%. You walk up behind Coach McVeigh and just oh, wrap him in your arms yes. and just carry yeah. him away. But then you have to let him go when he gets back behind the line. Uh, that's not in the, uh, in the article okay. I read. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So there is something to aspire to if you want to be a get-back coach. Apparently, that is a job. I will never not see that on the sidelines now watching football (laughs) now that I know it exists. You can find all these videos and so much more right now online at krock.com or kevinandbean.com. It's this week's Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. It was a surprise to most of us a few days ago when we found out that there was a new band called Simple Creatures. Alex from All Time Low and our old friend Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 have a new band together. Mark. Hi. How could you hide this from us? Well, uh, I thought we, just, we were friends. We just didn't talk about it. We Get were, up a little closer to the mic. We were in a studio uh, in the valley, and uh, it's easy to go unnoticed when you're in a studio in the valley. <laughs> and we've been we've been working on this for like uh, seven or eight months, and we have uh, two EPs worth of music to put no out. Kidding? And, yeah, no, we've been okay, in there. So the obvious uh, question that you're going to answer today and and every day for the next thousand mm-hmm. is why. It's not like you don't have an outlet for your music. I know. Alex and I have been friends for a long time. We've talked about writing songs together. We tried to write a song together for All Time Low, and we talked about writing songs for other people. And then uh, I... I started this project, and I was going to invite a bunch of my friends to come and be part of it and have, like, you know, guests, all the people that you run into at shows, and you're like, oh, we should work together sometime. Let's get in the studio. Because you are never happened. You, you are the modern-day Santana. I am? Yeah, that's what I think. By the way, are. total sidebar, one time I rode up in an elevator randomly with Santana in the thing, and he had his shirt unbuttoned all the way to his belly button and had this literal globe. It had an eagle <laughs> with his claws, his talons around a gl- an orb in the middle of it. It was the raddest thing ever. So you said, saying he, that I'm Santana yeah. is a huge compliment to me. Would you say smooth? Yeah, or? he was very no. smooth. Yeah, dear okay. God. Yeah. Well, file. Uh... And so Alex and I got in the studio and we wrote a song and I really liked it. And then he came back the next day and wrote another song. And it just kind of organically happened that me and Alex liked writing songs together. And Was wrote... he in a band when he was much younger that did 
that covered you guys? Yeah, it's called All Time Low. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. You're making a oh, joke. No, no, I was thinking it was no, before. No, no, no. All Time Low was a Blink-182 cover band. So much so gotcha. that both Alex and Jack have Blink tattoos, correct? And so does uh, Ryan. And so does Ryan. Yeah, band. everybody in their band has Blink tattoos. So imagine the, you know, now he's in a band right. with Mark. That's amazing. But I have to say this. The the cool thing is that Alex totally stands up for himself in the studio. I thought, you know, he is, is a huge Blink fan, but he is a great musician and, and a great songwriter. And he would totally put up his hand and say, that's not a good idea. Let's do it this way and, and push back. So there's a really good creative chemistry. Had you already started talking to other people? No. About, he was the first one. And then you were considering in your mind adding all those other people that you say we should work together with. Yes. Yeah. And just never happened. That's it good. Just didn't that's happen. good. Because it's good you don't have to call back and go, you know what? No, never mind. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> hey, hey, Jacoby from Papa Roach. Uh, I'm going to have to cancel our session. Now, Jensen told us earlier, and it's okay now that he can mention this, that he has been sitting on this. He's known about this for yep. months and months and months Big as secret. well. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you and Jensen know each other? And Jensen, how do you know Alex so well? I think I originally met Mark through Pete Wentz, no? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Pete and I were uh, close and, and ran a clothing line together called Clandestine Industries back in an old life of mine. And then I think the best part about being friends with Pete Wentz is that he has great friends. He's yeah. a very good friend curator. And then uh, from there, I met Alex as well through the same way. And, and those kids are great. I think we, I've known them since they're like teenage years. Probably. Uh, they didn't even go to their senior prom because they just started touring. Uh, <laughs> nice. They got, they got <laughs> that was signed. pretty great. Uh, and so, yeah, and so we have become close friends and, and this whole group of Alex and Jack and, and the guys from All Time Low and Brendan Urie and everyone sort of are all a little group of friends and this is a secret that we've all been keeping. Yeah. But we've been really excited because they're both two of the most talented friends we have and they're like-minded and Mark is one of those guys that every time All Time Low songs came out, he would text me and be like, this song's really good, just as a friend text you right. know and I, and I think they've always been trying to get something together yes we've been flirting for a long time <laughs> sure <laughs> that's, that's how it admiration yeah. society uh-huh. yeah. but now yeah I can I can but at least speak the, about it it'll never see the light of day but Jensen and me and Pete Wentz worked on a idea for a children's animated show that we pitched to Disney we pitched to a bunch of uh different studios and the idea was it was a bunch of fish living uh and they were in a band and jensen did this amazing rap where the the foe the villain of the show is a sushi chef and he <laughs> seriously this is all true and is he did there the a most, video of this because it there's sounds... no video but i have i have the songs on my computer somewhere and they're genius songs and he did a great rap as a sushi chef villain yeah, but you don't amazing. hear every day. I don't know if it's culturally uh, strong these days. Um, why? I might be doing a voice. Oh, really? I don't know. I didn't think you were. I'd have to listen back with 2019 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy weird. The sushi chef may have been a stereotypical sushi chef. Oh, I didn't take it like that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, for let me flip the script. Right. Oh my God, you guys. Yeah. Let Boy, me tell you something Jensen about Jackson. There's a very racist what song. A racist dude. Like <laughs> Mark, were you one of the uh, the fish who was yeah. to be the victim? Yeah. Uh-huh, I was, okay. and in fact, I wrote an amazing rad theme song it's for so it. It's so good. It's so good. It's like the Muppet theme song, but for this for this show. So you guys pitched it around, and were you just dumbfounded that everyone didn't jump at it? Well, no, because it sounds like you both loved it. It's, it's a weird story. It sounds honestly, it sounds like we went in two weeks after the people that did what Bubble Buddies or I don't yeah, know what it was called. I think every time we walked Bubble in, Guppies. yeah, but that was probably but, it. Yeah, at, at every <laughs> Jesus, <man. laughs> he knows that. Uh, every time, basically, we would go in. They we'd start. We go. It's a group 
group of fish and you just see their faces be like, oh, like I think, <laughs> I think some big deal just went through with yeah. a group of fish. It's about something. a sponge yeah. that lives at the <laughs> bottom of the ocean. There's a guy named Ren and a guy named Stimmy. <laughs> <laughs> they are best friends. Yeah. Didn't work. There must be thousands of projects out there that we'll never hear about that just didn't get far enough along to get to the public that are hilarious. Do you remember who almost was another fish? Ashley Simpson? Ashley Simpson was a fish. Right. She sings on it. Yeah. Pharrell Williams thought about for being a real? Fish. Yeah. Oh, this no, would have been a real cartoon. Pharrell. Oh, yeah, Pharrell. Oh, Pharrell. Not for real. For real. Uh, <laughs> they. Uh, it was going to be like a great thing. Yeah. We blew it. By the way, it was a great idea, great concept, great songs, but we, well, it was literally two the... weeks after somebody else had the exact same idea. Yeah. And the race of sushi chef. Too right? bad yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think so. I don't remember. Maybe you know better because it was you voicing it, but I, I never took it as that. It was more of a villain, like evil voice, not like you no, were trying to I do a cultural stereotype. I could see it in his eyes immediately when you said it. You could see it in Jensen's eyes. Like, oh no. Very sweet to say, but I think I was wearing a kimono when I recorded it. Or Mark thinks all Asians are villains. That yeah. could be the other option here. I do not think that. Uh, Mark Hoppus is our guest here on the Kevin Beach Show. Where's uh, Where's Alex right now? By the way, I feel kind of bad that we're talking about him and he's not here. Alex is actually in the studio right now writing uh, all time low songs. You know, right. okay. when we announce this, of course. People are like, what's up with the other bands? What's up with Blink? What's up with All Time Low? And literally, I was in the studio when I was reading <laughs> that with Blink-182 yesterday. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to quit our day jobs by any means. This is something well, that bands we want to... are fine. This is just a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, we're going to weave this around off time and, and downtime and in between album cycles. And it's not meant to do anything other than have uh, a lot of fun and be creative and go out and play shows. We're and... going to play the song Drug in a second. Tell okay. us about that. Uh, this song is about... Uh... And how do you pick a first... I didn't let you answer that one. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, Drug is about... And uh... what's up with the name, <laughs> Simple Creatures? Also, the fish show sounded good. It did. It was a great idea. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Drug uh, is about yeah. being killed and consumed by all the things that you love, be it love or alcohol or addiction or money or greed. It's about the things that... Uh, that destroy you. And how do you pick a first song as a new band? Is it difficult? Like, uh, this it w- is what we want to put out first. Well, this was a song that whenever we played for friends or anybody, this is the first song that we played. And so we're like, well, if this is the first song we played for everybody else, there's probably a reason for it. And I think it's a good introduction to what the band is. It's kind of ratty, uh, poppy, a little bit dancey, a little bit uh, weird. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> the band is Simple Creatures. Mark Hoppus is here, and we're going to play Drug when we return and talk more with Mark right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How good is that? So Real good. good. I like it, you guys. Thank it's you. Fantastic. Thanks. It's Simple, Simple Creatures is the name of the band that is called Drug, and that is Alex Gaskarth from All Time Low, and our friend Mark Hoppus in studio with us right, right now from Blink One Eighty Two. Um, you said you have what do you have like eight, eight songs, something like that? Done? No, we have uh, twelve songs totally done. Twelve We're going to release songs. it in two EPs, one at the end, at the end of March, and then depending on. Blink's release schedule and All Time Low's release schedule, we'll we'll release the second one so it doesn't interfere with either of those. That's fantastic. How many many bands have you been in 
Five, total, Mark. Five. five. I'm just guessing, but that feels right. <laughs> um, were you in a band before Blink-182? I was in a, yes. Well, yes, I was in a band, and we covered, like, uh, Bad Religion, and I think we had one original song. We covered The Cure. We covered uh, just all the bands we listened to. What were you called? We were called um, Of All Things. So you're playing um, cover songs, cover songs, cover songs, then mm-hmm. you throw in your original. Did everyone roll their eyes? Like, were you afraid of... I don't think we ever actually that played the original <laughs> live. I don't even know that it had words. I, I, I mean, yeah. It was just right. a garage band with friends. So of all things, then Blink, then... Yep. Uh, plus 44. Plus 44. Boxcar uh, Racer. That was not me. That was. Oh, you weren't in that one. I was not in that okay, one. Okay, you were in plus 44. What else yes. were you in? P.O.D. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, now Simple Creatures. I really have I've just been in Blink my whole life. I mean, it's a decent band to be in if you're going to yeah, be sure. in a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I enjoy it. It's something I, I that I enjoy. It. And even, uh, by the way, we formed that band in 1992. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So much of your life has been Blink. I mean, you met yeah. your wife kind of uh-huh. during work. Everything about my life is Blink-182 from, from the beginning to the end. And, and and I see every once in a while I'll see a photo of you visiting us in the Burbank studios back yep. in the, in a, you know like ninety four or something like that ninety five mm-hmm. and we were so young all of us were so <laughs> young but Travis looked like he was eleven yeah we um, I remember going very very early to play your guys show and playing Damn It in probably ninety seven yeah I remember and, that too and yep. ha- like putting the amps out in the hallway <laughs> it was the worst it was and just it sounded terrible like it was way too early for me to be singing at all it didn't sound as bad as uh who was it Bean Blur yeah oh, really Blur played in the actual studio they yeah. brought in enough equipment to play the Rose Bowl oh god and you know that tiny little space it was yeah. floor to ceiling amps and it was just a wall of noise and you couldn't understand a word they were doing that's yeah. hot I'm still shaking from it hey uh, we want to get back to Simple Creatures and we also did find the theme song uh. for the animated show that you guys pitched that we're going to play in a minute but um, I wanted to ask so uh, you mentioned you were in the studio yesterday with Blake How's, yeah. how are Travis's hands right now they're good. He's playing drums. Uh, playing drums, good. He, yeah, he's uh, he's hitting things hard like he always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's in a great mood in the studio. We are excited about the next record that we're working on, and it's a departure from what California was in a really exciting way. And, and I saw had... that there was a text or a tweet regarding you guys working with the Chainsmokers. We did, yeah. We went in, uh, to the Chainsmokers studio and worked was, on a song with them. It was a tweet from the Chainsmokers yeah. saying we can die now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty high praise. It's, it's actually, the song is turning out really cool. I'm really happy with the way that, uh, that it's sounding. It's weird because you go into these situations with people, and it's kind of like going on a blind date. Uh-huh. Uh, you might see them here and there, but then you actually get in the studio with them, and, and uh, they're really cool and really easy to work with and talented guys. So, yeah. Uh, Blake 182 is also headlining the Back to the Beach Festival. We mm-hmm. had uh, Feldian early in the week to announce this. April 27th, you guys are going to be playing. That is a great lineup this year. Both nights, by the way. That is going to yeah, be so wait. fun. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to uh, you know play in just board shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you do that at all times? Probably. Yeah. And yeah. uh, tickets are on sale uh, still right now at uh, backtothebeachfest.com. All right, question coming in. Uh, ask Mark if he is doing another residency at the Palms, and why does he want to be like Cardi B? Uh, we, <laughs> first of all, who doesn't want to be like Cardi B? True, okay, good. true. Um, the residency at the Palms is over. It was awesome. It turned out way better than I think we even had hoped that it would, and it was a good time. How many shows did you end up doing in Las Vegas? I think uh, 16. That? That's a residency. 
Yeah. yeah. We've been having some inner talk about what a residency is and what it isn't. Like, is four How, shows yeah. a residency? I don't think four shows would constitute a residency. Mm-hmm. We we did eight weekends, two shows each weekend, going back each time. I feel like that is a residency. Yeah, I'll allow yeah. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's been Anything allowed. less than what we did is not a residency. Yes, we yes. are the All bar. Right. Okay. The That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, set up again for folks who may have missed the uh, the beginning. How did we okay. even get on this topic I about th- this TV show? I think someone said, how How do you know Jensen? Da, da, yes, da, da, that's and right. I okay. said, I knew him through Pete Wentz. And I, I don't know, now 15 years ago, 13 yeah. years ago, mm-hmm. Mark, myself, Pete Wentz, Ashley Simpson, mm-hmm. I believe, oh, a friend, Justin Siegel. Yeah, and I also believe Romanelli, maybe, Romanelli, a great designer in LA, and I also believe maybe Jack and Alex came in and helped a little too. Yes, uh, from All Time Low, we pitched a cartoon about a school of fish. Played uh, in a band. Played in a band. There was a starfish. There was all sorts of different water life. All a band that toured around. Uh, like Josie and the Pussycats, and they were always avoiding the villain, which was a sushi chef. But this was the theme song. Mark went away and said, "I'm going to write a theme song." This is what he wrote. This is Has how this genius he ever is. been played on the radio. It's never been played, never played for anybody. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Well, this is world exclusive. Now. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. this? What's this called? Uh, it's b- called Bronze, Bronze Blue, Blue. Was the name of the band, and this this is kind of the opening uh, theme song where it introduces the character and the premise of the song, which the whole the whole show is about uh, the environment and saving the ocean, yeah. and they they go around and they play songs and they try and raise awareness for cleaning up our water. Yes. We rolling. This day started when we were small Waves crashing, that's right, y'all Cross blue, wanna teach you something new Shredding taco on a few guitars Barrel Bob is a drumming star Don't ask about Snippy's unibrow Algae gonna pound those keys G-Doy trooping through the seas Coldfish with the freshest voice around How can anyone say no to that? I mean, he wrote like a hit. <laughs> he literally wrote a hit song That's for a cartoon. Never heard, seen the light of day. Yeah, he brought it back to the studio and he goes, do you guys like it? And we just looked at him like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could I put it on my iPhone? <laughs> That's awesome, Thank Mark. you. Yeah. That's very fun. All right, before we run out of time, Simple Creatures, uh, just one song available right now? One song right now on all streaming and downloading right. services, and then the rest of the EP comes out in March. That's fantastic. How about touring? Touring, we are going to get into a rehearsal spice and figure out how we're going to perform it live. And we are, the idea is not to go and play traditional small venues, but do like the uh, Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, no, do like uh, museums or warehouse spaces or parties or events or things oh, like that. And not, and not just go and start like we're going to play in the small club. That's awesome. Congratulations right. Thank on that. Thank you. Very excited. Uh, it's always great to see you. You know we love you. Likewise. And, uh, before we let you go, we're going to do 60 Seconds with Mark Hoppus. Oh. Kevin is going to be firing questions at you. All okay. you do is just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Right? 60 Seconds with Mark Hoppus. Okay. What was your first job? Uh, made pizza at uh, Little Caesars. Red vines or Twizzlers? I'll go red vines. Doc, uh, dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No way. Did you have a nickname growing up? No, sir. Have you ever thought about gunning it at a stop sign when somebody walks right in front of you in the crosswalk? Yes, every day. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only bring one album to a deserted island, what would what, it be? The White Album. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes? Absolutely not. 
or uh, okay, okay, good enough. Uh, what's the best trophy you ever won? Uh, the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award. It's like <laughs> it's so cool. It's like this little orange blimp, and it's like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> um, what would people be surprised to find out about you? Uh, that I'm literate. <laughs> that would be a surprise. Yeah. What advice would you give your teenage self? Uh, don't wear lipstick to school. <laughs> That's not wrong. <laughs> do you do you collect anything? Uh, not anymore. Do you have any hidden talents? I didn't have time to get to that. I can say the alphabet backwards. Go. Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Wow. I mean, I also, mean, it doesn't get any better I, than yeah. that. I wouldn't even be able to know if you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. That, uh... And Mark Hoppus is a good dude, you guys. Oh, he's the he best. Really also, I want to go on record. We listened to the song of me doing the Sushi Chef. Not a racist voice. Okay, good. Proud to say. Uh, Just not as racist as you remembered it. Being. <laughs> right. Still a little bit racist. I did oversell it so that when we heard it, it didn't sound racist. <laughs> the name um, of the band is The Simple Creatures. The song is called uh, Drug, and you should pick, listen to it today because yes. it's great. Listen to this, you guys. I feel like we've already had a full show, mm -hmm. but uh, we're going to talk to Stryker right after the top of the hour. He has gotten himself in some sort of a free throw challenge bet where he and his uh, co-host in the afternoon, Klein, here on K-Rock, have a dispute about how many free throws out of 100 Stryker can hit. So we'll find out what's involved in that. And then Monkey is coming in, guitarist for the band Korn. A lot of stuff going on with Korn and... The band is part of a new documentary called Mind Over Matter that is like nothing you have ever seen before. So we'll tell you about all of that coming up in the next hour on K-Rock. First, Allie, you're here with one of our favorite What's Happenings of the Week. It is one of our favorites because at this time every Friday we talk about our That's My Jam playlist. It's basically a playlist where everybody that's involved with the Kevin and Bean Show puts in a new song every week, just a song that they're digging at the moment or maybe an older song that they forgot about. But you can find it posted at Kevin and Bean on on all of our social medias, just go to at Kevin and Bean, click on the That's My Jam playlist, press follow, and you're going to have brand new music in your ears every single week from the members of the Kevin and Bean show. Kevin, you are up first. Uh, my choice is the band Bring Me the Horizon from the UK, mm -hmm. uh, known mostly for metal, but they've added in some pop and some dance and electronica music and sort of made it a little bit different. They have a new album out today called uh, Ammo, and... The song that I'm featuring is, it warns people of the dangers of uh, getting into a cult. Okay. Which is an wow. odd choice for me, but it's called... Right under. <laughs> it's called Mantra. Close your eyes and listen carefully. Imagine you're stood on a beach. What a journey like you may feel. And now you're sinking. What were you thinking? That's all the time we have this week. Before the truth will set you free. Nice. Interesting. Ooh. Kevin's on the one hand saying, oh, don't be in cults. And the other <laughs> hand, he's like, zero club, baby, zero club. Do you think they're working together? Him and Bring Me to the Horizon? I wouldn't be surprised. That would be amazing. All right, Bean, you're up next. I have another British band this time around who I love so much. They're called Foles. They had a big uh, last couple of years. We played Mountain of My Gates here on K-Rock. Inhaler was another song we played. What Went Down. They got so many great songs. They are headlining uh, the Saturday night of Coachella this year, in fact. They just announced they have two brand new albums coming out this year. And the first single is called Exits. This is new from Foles.
Love that band. So excited they're back. Nice. Jensen, you brought a tender tune. Yeah, nothing's better than a sad Ryan Adams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like it very much. (laughs) He is telling people he has three records coming out in 2019, which is a big deal. Three. Three. Wow. Uh, he took some a little bit of time off, so this is a lot of work, I assume. Uh, the album is called Big Colors. It comes out in March. But today he released a brand new song called F the Rain. It features a great guitar solo from John Mayer. And again, I just like it when it's sad. That's my Ryan Adams motto. Uh, this is F the Rain. I want to lie down here in your arms and just die. Can I live? Long enough to be alive With a bleached out heart and a broken smile That sounds awesome. Damn, Ryan, what are you going through? Right? I think a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but that album actually has Bob Mould on it, Don Was. It's going to be a very musical record. So. Was very not cool. Was? Mm-hmm. Rock the Dinosaur, baby. Love it. Love, Love it that song. so much. <laughs> well, my band is a local Orange County band that is really fun to see live. They've got a great lead singer named Greta, an amazing uh, guitarist mm-hmm. who also, I believe, is her husband, Robin. Very questionable bass player. Uh, that she sucks. That bass player is, of course, our own chip that rocks the board here at K Rock. But here's the thing: brand new song from Well Hung Heart called "You're Scared." And Chip, you've been in the band for how long? Three years. Three years. And every other band you've split up, correct? After 18 months. So okay. this is smooth sailing. This is going real good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This That's might a good stick, song, you guys. Chip. That is a good Thanks. song. It's a real good song. It's literally my jam. It's literally your jam. (laughs) See what you did. Uh, Can I pick a new song? Too late. (laughs) So if you go to at Kevin and Bean on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, you can just click on the That's My Jam playlist. It's about six hours long. Just press shuffle. You're going to get rad songs from us every single day of the week. Happy birthday to Alicia Keys. That's the only birthday today ever. Nobody else cares for anything else because hippos are BS. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Hey, Ted Stryker. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Ted, long time no talk. I know. I'm so excited to be on right now, and it has nothing to do with ducks or lizards or seeing weird <laughs> things. I'm just on right now. This is incredible. You uh, you kind of dropped the ball in 2019 on leaving us uh, sexy Afroline messages. What happened there? Well, I'm now doing way more of a show in the afternoon, and all my energy is going to that. And every time I'm seeing a duck or maybe the moon is full and the sparkles going off a car perfectly into my eye. I'm using it in the afternoon, but I do have some things I'd love to call the Afro line about. Anytime. So. Yeah. Okay. Call You're it always anytime. welcome. Thank All right. You. This Thank afternoon you. show, I guess you and your partner Klein here on K-Rock, you guys get in, got into a conversation about NBA free throwing, and then it uh, went off the rails from there. Tell us what happened. 
That's exactly right. So I am a huge Lakers fan, and there is a stretch of games there with LeBron and Rondo out. LeBron is still out. Rondo is back. But I was watching the younger guys on the team who are so fun to watch. But their free throw shooting was just really bad for a stretch of games, and they would have won a few of those games. And then I was kind of sad that Luke Walton was catching so much heat, and I said on the air, if these guys can make some free throws, they'd win a couple of these games. And this is where I am even more of an idiot than normal. I said that I could easily walk out there right now, and this was at the very end of our show. I could walk out on a court right now and make 60 out of 100. Oh. And that would... That was the end of the show. Well, the next day I went on the air and I'm like, look, I said something on the air that was idiotic. And Klein said you couldn't make 30. Klein is a big time gambler, by the way. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Yeah, but total degenerate. All good. Yeah. Yes, he is just, he's on his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm betting the over-under in Harvard-Yale basketball. <laughs> so he loves to gamble. I love game sports challenges. And he's like, you couldn't make 30. I'm like, I bet I could do 50. Why would you up him? Why wouldn't you just say, I could do 30, I'll do it? Kevin. Why would you go up from there? You're a terrible negotiator. Best question you've ever asked on Kevin Bean show right there. Stryker, we looked before you came on. Lonzo Ball right now is 40%, which means you would be better than Lonzo Ball at free throws if you do this. At free throws, right. But I want to make it clear, these guys are professionals. I'm a radio nerd. I don't know what's going to happen, but I... But Stryker, What's worrying uh, me is the stamina on this thing. Yeah, yeah, 100 in a row is tough. Stryker, um, I am so with you on free throws in the NBA. It drives me crazy. Even when the Lakers were winning championships with Shaq, they would do hack-a-shack at the end of the game, and every single time I was like, does that not embarrass him that he can't yeah. make a goddamn free throw? <laughs> it made me so mad. It just, because that's the only part of the NBA that kids can do. That's right. As There's well no one standing around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Stryker, what's the what's the bet with you and Klein? You settled on 50. You can make 50 out of 100. Are you just playing right. for pride, or is there more than that on the line? Oh, there's pride involved, Bean, but... Have you heard of the L.A. Party Goats? We actually had them on the show. It's like <laughs> a, a big thing now. Yep. Um, I If I do not get it, I am going to do a um, sexy, in quotes... Um, calendar photo shoot with the L.A. party goats. Which are just goats that come to any party, basically. Real goats. Uh-huh. That's right. exactly right, Jensen. Right. A okay. Sexy, I don't like this combination. sexy shoot with goats. I love this combination. Me. This don't is going to be like great. This. What happens if you hit him? Like what happens if, if I hit him, he's... We don't even have a bet for him because he's so positive. You're so, so bad at you're this. You're the worst. You're the worst ever. First of all, you're jacking up the number to 50. Now you don't even have an answer if you win. I hope you're better at free throws than gambling. <laughs> Clyde has already so, won. He's working you, dude. He is working me, and I feel so. But that's. I just want to. I want to crush him. Yeah. So bad on this, and I've received. Well over a thousand messages on the socials and mm-hmm. the text and everything, and there are people who have been aggressively mean, but with a wink that I'm not going to do this, and I want to crush them as well. And I'd like to know what the Kevin and Bean Morning Show thinks I'm going to do, Jensen. Well, I'd like to add just a quick question before my my prediction. Yeah. How has practice been going? Okay, well, in the last ten years, I shot <laughs> I shot forty shots two days ago. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I've done. Okay, out of that forty, how many did you make? 
I'm not going to reveal, but my arm How and neck are sore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> From less than half. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Uh, he will not hit the 50. I'm sorry, Striker. I love you, but no. All right. Uh, Allie? Uh, you're, not go- you're not literally doing 100 in a row, right? You're going to, like, stagger it. The rules are five rounds of 20, and I get a maximum of two-minute break between each round. That's 100 in a row. That's 100 in a yeah, row, yeah, Striker. Yeah. I, I feel like Striker could get into a nice rhythm. Did you did you carb load last night? Um, I had a taco and okay. a lean cuisine pizza. Doesn't count. Okay, uh, <laughs> Striker, I believe in you because I feel like your positivity is going to actually make that change for you. You can okay. do it. Mm-hmm. Kevin? I'm going to say that you know yourself pretty well, Striker, and you wouldn't make that claim if you didn't honestly believe you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with yes. Wow. Oh, my God. You guys wow. are in my will, Allie and Kevin, so far. Okay. <laughs> yeah, suck it, Jensen. Um, First of all, I carbo-load every night, okay? That's my policy. <laughs> right. Um, Striker, I also love you, but do not feel that Two days ago, tossing 40 balls is enough preparation to get you in a place where you can go 50-50. I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, I could do it. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. I don't think you'll hit half. All right, we're going to have to have that challenge then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, let's see how the boy does first. So well, when is all this, yeah, I was going to ask, when's it all taking place and can people watch it? Well, we are going to, it's taking place this morning at about 10.30 in the morning, but we are, we're filming it and we will reveal it all at about four o'clock this afternoon on the air. And then there'll be a video package that goes along with it. And we'll see if I can do the 50 out of a hundred, man. All right. We'll strike it. Here's the thing though. When you do, there's no, there's no payoff. That's it. Klein doesn't have to do anything. So you're like, yeah, all right. Thumbs up. I did it. Um, I will think of something before that, but you're right. Why okay. did, Why is it this a one-sided bet? I, and I'm I don't doing know. All the work and the stress. Yeah, what the hell not, is going on here? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are all uh, pulling for you, Striker. We'll be listing at four o'clock. Good luck to you, my friend. My, just for the record, my over/under is twenty-two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm hundred. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Striker. That's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. What a day. A couple of real-life rock stars in studio with us right now on the Kevin and Bean Show. Monkey from the band Korn right there on Yo. K-Rock. And Brandon Mendenhall, guitarist for the Mendenhall Experiment. How What's are you, Brandon? Yo. I'm good. I'm good. Happy good. to be here. Good to see both of you guys. By the way, we were playing a Korn song as uh, as we got the the guys set up. And, and Monkey, you weren't mad at us for that. I'm not I'm not mad at that, you know. <laughs> you said, are you playing I'm, this uh, on the I'm registered with BMI. <laughs> okay. You know? I want you to know. All right. Uh, and that uh, that song got you a boat, so you're good. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. With that, um, I, we got a lot of ground to cover here, and it's so fascinating. I want people to stick around and hear this story because it is so inspiring and so fun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a best way to introduce how your 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 uh, paths cross. And I guess we'll start with you, Brandon, because you, at a very early age, got exposed to the band Corn, and it kind of changed your life from the first time you ever heard their song "Blind," right? Yeah, absolutely. I heard Blind, and I was like, who is this band? What is this? And I just got the record and just totally immersed myself in anything I could find, magazines or info, and found out who they were and and found relatability between me and them, and it just grew and grew from there. Let's talk about your struggle as a kid with cerebral palsy. palsy. Um, you, your hand is was pretty much 
Paralyzed. Paralyzed. So Paralyzed. you c couldn't play the guitar, and but you really, really, really wanted to play the guitar and be in a band. Totally. It was my passion, and everybody told me it'd never be possible, and I'm a dude that doesn't take no for an answer, so... And that was, guitar was the one thing I didn't want to let go of. So I just pushed myself to rehabilitate my hand through just playing the instrument. And then when I read the story about how Monkey cut the tip of his uh, finger off in a I'm magazine. I'm so glad you said finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that may be for another movie. Yeah. Um, let's let Monkey pick it up there. What happened to your hand? Yeah, so when I was 13, I cut the end of my finger off, and um, it, it sort of drove me to, um, you know, I had to rehabilitate it in a way, uh, and the doctors kind of, uh, the, the doctor, who was a reconstructive surgeon, said, what about an instrument? And I said, how about the guitar? I love the guitar. I love the sound of the guitar. And so that sort of drove me to pick up a guitar. My dad bought me a guitar. And, mm -hmm. and so the rest is, you know. You can... I, I mean, there certainly are instances of people who, I mean, Jerry Garcia is probably the most famous one of a guy who had his, you know, part of his middle finger was missing. And he just figured out a way to kind of incorporate, use what he had. Yeah, and it to sounds Tony like Iommi this... too. He, yeah, he right. Cut a couple of his fingers off, and they put prosthetics on. And that's how he played. And it sounds like the same for both of you guys. Is you just through passion and hard work, you just managed to use whatever you had available on the guitar. But it seems like, and I'm very. This is what's so impressive, Brandon, is you worked so hard for so long to be able to play the guitar because you don't have the range of all of your fingers being available to you on the neck of the guitar, right? Correct. My dexterity is not what. Uh, a normal guitar player would would have. So I tune my guitars to like a drop C and then I play these flat chords all the way up and down my neck and focus on songwriting and I'm blessed to have an amazing band behind me to just kind of take my rough skeletons and build them into amazing tunes. Is it getting any better or will it ever get better? It's, it's getting better. It like I, I find it it, the more I play, the more I push myself. It's it's a slow build. Yeah. The thing that impressed me so much, not only the healing power of music, literally and figuratively, it improved your confidence. It improved your coordination. It improved your speech. All of this, the way you pushed yourself because you love the guitar so much, shaped your life. Exactly. And I want to do this on a world level like K-Rock. So mm -hmm. to be able to do that and be here... You've got to be able to do all of it. You've got to do the interviews. You've got to be able to speak confidently, carry yourself well, look good. And you have to be able to play and write really good songs. And, and that was cool, too. Like, it's a very specific example in the film, obviously, what he's overcoming. But also, you didn't just pick up the guitar. You worked at Westlake Studios out here in Los Angeles. You, like, studied the craft, went to school for it, uh, got a loan from your grandparents for a guitar. Like, you went through the struggles that all musicians do and almost double, triple because of your, your handicap. And full self, too. It, yeah, full self. I, I love it. I love music. I love being a part of it. I love being in the studio, and I want to do it on the national level. So, Was there any part of you that died a little bit when doctors would tell you you can't and your grandpa and different? I mean, it has to hurt for a while at least. Oh, it, it hurt. Yeah. It, it definitely hurt, but that was the fuel for me to kind of turn it around and push me to do this. And that's, that's 
just the underlying theme of my life is taking a negative and making it a positive, just like the guys in Corn do with Jonathan and all the stuff that he's been through, Monkey with the finger, and I think they, uh, didn't you have an instructor that told you about Tony Iommi? Yeah, yeah, Tony Iommi also it had a prosthetic. Push you over the... Yeah, the it just, it, it made me feel like, you know, <clears throat> this is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many other people that have uh, you know, d disables dis disabilities, and that you know they can overcome some of the things, and, and it's just it's encouraging. And his story, as it relates to this, is so inspiring. Just when you see the film, it's you, amazing. You, they, him growing up from you know getting teased and bullied, and like a lot of us did, mm -hmm. um, guys in my band, myself. Yeah, and I think that speaks to who Corn is because he felt such a connection. And Corn speaks to people that maybe feel like an outsider, feel like yeah. they have no place. Mm -hmm. And the thing that got you recognized by the guys at Corn, your tattoos on your back, mm -hmm. right? Oh yeah, we should man, we should mention right. that brand. What do you have? What do you have on we your back? We need to take a break. We oh, you're the bad man. You're the bad man. We're talking. We need tats. to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. And we'll <laughs> talk right, about the tattoos and you two. How you? But met. Let me hit this. Let me hit this before yes. the break. Uh, we're talking to Monkey from Corn. We're talking to Brandon Mendenhall from his band, The Mendenhall Experiment. The movie we're referring to is called Mind Over Matter. It is available digitally and on DVD today. When we come back, we'll tell you more about the movie and also give you a chance to go to the red carpet event that's happening Monday in Hollywood with these guys as well. So more in a moment right after this on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We are talking about the film Mind Over Matter, available digitally and on DVD today. James Monkey Schaefer, guitarist for the band Corn, in our studio, along with Brendan, uh, excuse me, Brandon Mendenhall from the Mendenhall Experiment. Uh, you know, we talked about how Brandon first uh, became aware of Corn. Monkey, when did you first become aware of Brandon? Um, I think we were just talking about this. I thought it was in Ohio that I met you, but you were saying that it's in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, it was Peoria at a show. I showed up super early because I wanted to meet the dudes. I've got this crazy corn tattoo on my back. It's like a spray paint mural with monkey on my right shoulder and head on my left. So, like how they would be on stage with the coin logo in the middle and the name. It's impressive. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's spray paint. Text. Now, let me just ask you a question because it seems, because there are millions of fans out there that want to meet somebody in a band. So you, that you would just go super early, stay super late. Is that the key to it? Uh, well, that's what I thought the key was. And just so happened they saw me from a window of their bus and sent one of the texts out to come find me and threw me in a room with them, and I was completely starstruck. Oh, my God. Couldn't even talk. So, Monkey, tell me what's going through your mind, and I'm sure you've had this happen many times over the years when you see crazy corn tattoos. Do you think, oh, this is such an honor, or do you think, this guy is a weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> At first, I used to think they're, they're really weird. <laughs> And then I thought, you know, this the music's starting to resonate with people. People are understanding the message and, and where we come from and, and who we are as people. And it, it started maybe into th the third year yeah. when, when the band was on tour and stuff. Like, these people, like, this is a... This music has become bigger than us. Yeah. That and, seems like it was message. a surprise to you. It was. It was. It was, yeah. And then now even still when I see, you know, people with tattoos, I'm like... That's really cool, you know. Yeah, it's inspiring. It is Monkey, inspiring. who was uh, who was that for you when you were coming up? Like, who was the rock star that you idolized enough that you might have gotten a tattoo of? 
Um, I might have gotten a tattoo of uh, Steve Vai, mm-hmm. or, or like because he was a, such a big inspiration it's a for me. God. He's just like he can make any emotion come through the guitar, yeah. and that is. And a have real... you become friends with him? Uh, you know, I, we we see each other um, do charity events and some mm-hmm. such things like that together. And and uh, Steve Vai uh, played a huge part in this film, and didn't even know it probably, right? With the guitar. Yeah, the guitar gave to Monkey was like the old Ibanez universe. But the ones they had were all beat up, and I had one that was pretty mint. And Steve signed it for me, but I always felt like it was better in the hands of Monkey. And when he didn't give up on the band when Brian left, I wanted to give it to him as a thank you for, like, overcoming and continuing my favorite band. And you and played that on me. Yeah, and you played that on tour. Yeah, I played that on tour every night because it was so inspiring that he's giving me a guitar that was signed by Steve, who right. one of my all-time favorite guitar players, and and then it came full circle. Yeah, because you wound and up. He gave it back to me. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. That's awesome. Or gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have two things I want to talk to you about because I know we're going to run out of time fast. One is let's talk about your band for a little bit because you had you had a little bit of trouble because like all new bands, there's so many hoops you have to jump through to try to make it in Los Angeles, play in the strip, and everything like that. You had members come and go, but you ended up with a great group of guys. And your band is doing really, really well right now. The Mendenhall Experiment, right? You play a lot around town still? Yeah, we played last night. We played the Five Star Bar downtown LA. Th- that's fantastic. That's just... and, and you got a, and you got obviously you signed a label deal six years from the the day of your very first concert, which is amazing. Unreal. And I asked uh, if we could pull a clip because you're up on all the streaming services. I thought it might be fun to hear a little bit of the Mendenhall Experiment here on K Rock, and I think this is a little bit of the song called "Seize the Day." What do you want to tell us about it, Brandon? Uh, Seize the Day is like you know it's a single, but it, it's also kind of a mantra for us, like. Go out there and seize the day. Make make every day count because you never know when it's all going to be over for you. All right, let's hear a little of that. It's a great song, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. And the other half of my question is, tell me about the work that you do with other people with disabilities. What's that all about? So I'm on the board of governors for uh, UCPLA, United Cerebral Palsy of Los Angeles. And uh, I'm basically just like an ambassador for uh, uh, people with disabilities. I go out and do as much charity work as I can to inspire and help the youth and anybody with disabilities and anybody that interacts with people with disabilities trying to end the stigma that I went through growing up that like people with disabilities are much more capable than society gives them credit for. It must be so strange for you to have been made fun of this for your whole life and now you're on the other side of it being an inspiration to other people who know what that is. Yeah, and, and that was my goal with, with the whole thing. T- take the negative and turn it into a positive. You know, one of, the most, uh, one of the most in- interesting parts of the film is when you go to, and your band goes to play with, um, th- for like a home for with disabilities, and the way to see everybody interact with 
It's incredible. The music yeah. and it's so touching. And it, it just it shows how it comes full circle. You can feel the hope in those scenes, too, from people who are seeing him go out there and do something that he's been told he couldn't do. You can see the people that are watching and uh, meeting you in the meet and greet after. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel like a loser. I gotta be honest. (laughs) You know, I got here, man. If the shoe fits. (laughs) I got a ukulele last year, Brandon, and I'm convinced that I'm gonna be a great ukulele player. Haven't made, haven't had one lesson yet, and I'm looking at what you went through to play the guitar, and I'm doing nothing over here. I just, again, I feel like a garbage person now. Just play it. Figure it out. <laughs> Just play it, B. Brandon, All right. he is saying aloha a lot. So I am saying that, aloha. Is that nice. a good way to get into the ukulele? <laughs> I think so. Aloha. <laughs> uh, before we run out of time, Monkey, tell me what's new with corn. What's going on with you guys? We are working. I, I can't say. Uh, <laughs> I'm not supposed to say, but it's really good. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're working. I you're in the studio. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, anyways. You're in the studio. It's going to be out later this year. All right. Okay. Whatever it is. Whatever Whatever it is. is. Sure. Sure. Uh, And it's really good. And it's. And then a tour. Maybe after. Maybe. Maybe tour. With whatever it it is. Pretty Mm -hmm. tight to the chest. With other people (laughs) running around. Okay. Open mic. (laughs) What's the. uh, (laughs) With with us. Yeah, there you go. There you go. What's the event uh, Monday night, Monkey? You're going to be there at the exclusive VIP LA Red Carpet premiere of Mind Over Matter in Beverly Hills. That's right. We're going to show the film to some close friends and celebrate Brandon's success in all of this and show people his courage. And we're really proud of him. Okay. Well, let's you. give away some tickets to that right now. If uh, this sounds great, you'll love the movie. 1-800-520-1067. You can be there. You can meet the guys. Uh, Monday night, if you want to go, call now. Callers 20 through 24. You'll see Mind Over Matter for everybody else. It's available digitally and on DVD today. And like I said when you sat down, we've all seen the movie, and we all give it all the thumbs up. So It's so great. inspirational. It, it really is. is. So right. good, yeah. Check this out, you guys. You're really going to love it. Monkey, I know we'll see you again. Brandon, I hope we see you again as well. And congratulations. Continued success with the Mendenhall Experiment. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. About this time every week, we do a little feature we like to call Keep It 100. Hit it, Steve. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. It is a, a simple concept, basically. Any song you love that K Rock has, we'll play it for you. And we got some excellent suggestions again this week. Texter number 99 was um, Valente, I want to say, from the 714, looking for For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Aww. Wouldn't have been mad at that. Nice yeah. request. Texture 101, Luke from Silver Lake, Eyes Without a Face by your boyfriend, Billy Idol, Allie. I do love Billy Idol. But unfortunately, only one can be Texture 100. Let's go up to the 559 and say hi to Alberto. He's in Fresno. Hey, Alberto. What's up, guys? How what are you? What you sipping? Fresno, what you <laughs> sipping? Oh, man, right now, just some coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Alberto, what's going on in Fresno this weekend? Oh, man, it's a pretty chill weekend for me, but it's going to be a really busy February. So it's kind of like the last chance that I get to, to just relax. And, right. and this song always kind of gets me going for that. All right. I know you guys are going to yell at me, but I can't leave it hanging there. What's going to be happening in February, Alberto? <sighs> uh, the company that I work for sends me all over the place to, to film their live events. So uh, 
So that's going all right. So it's just travel, February. travel, 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 yeah. travel. Just so this yeah, is exactly. a little, little slow time before work gets busy. I got you. What okay. city exactly. are you most yeah. excited to see? Alley. <laughs> Why do you make oh, it worse? <laughs> are you nervous oh, at all no. about the the shutdown regarding yeah. your travel? Will that affect the your TSA? travel? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm definitely worried. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we now know as much as we need to about Alberta. Yeah. How did you select yeah, I can the song? Thank you. Yeah, you're right. How did, how did you pick the song that you wanted to request for Keep It 100? Well, after you said Metallica, I was like, oh, man, can we go back to that? Oh, <laughs> come on. Stand by your choice. This is my right, favorite. Right, by the way, right. this is my favorite song you could pick. I love this oh, song. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Paramore, Hard Times, best song to get hyped to. Love it. That's oh. a great suggestion, Alberto. Go ahead and get high. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the Kevin and Bean Show. Yeah, hi. Whatever. Hi, hi. Yeah. Come on with the come on, Alberto and Fresno. What a great choice. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Did he say he liked to get high to that song or get hyped to that song? He said hype. He said hype, but we kept interpreting as high. I heard high. I'm sorry. They could be the same. You don't get high to that song. Not no, usually. you definitely get hype. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That is a great song, and that was a great suggestion. Allie, I feel like this is one that you'll have no trouble nailing. We always ask you, the Keep It 100 song, when did it come out? Well, I remember two weenie roasts ago, Paramore opened with that song mm-hmm. and closed with that song. Oh, we got right. to hear it, it twice, mm-hmm. which would make it 2017. Yeah! I was, was just about not to finished. say... But the album probably came out in 2016. You got saved. You got saved. Yes, it was released on April 19th, 2017. Hard Times, by the way, it says here, lyrically, is about the feeling of going through hard times. So that's very good information. (laughs) Thank you, Wikipedia, for that. Great suggestion for Keep It 100. We'll do it again next Friday here on The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. It's The Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Where's the thing? It's a shame there's no... uh... Way to recap things that happened during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. Right. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. <laughs> We've come to another close of the week, my friends. So let me break it down for you as it officially ends. I'ma keep it a bean. I know it's hard to understand. I cry like a baby when dogs die on Instagram. And beer muggle run a wedding if he acts like a pro. But that's as likely a striker hitting 50 free throws. Feldy and Hoppus and Monkey all stopped by. And Ezra played a new song. He seemed like a nice guy. And we Talk to a dude who cleaned sewers as a kid And Bean reminded us Florida's a weird place to live And Dr. Drew got political It got on my nerves And newscasters made us laugh with the play of some words Well, there's an app for that That makes me sick I'd rather pay 40 bucks for a clip from Andy Dick Can't believe it's now Friday The week goes so fast And if you miss that download the podcast That's uh, good advice Wherever your podcasts come, including Radio.com Be sure to catch up on all the good shows Plus the Kevin and Bean Show all right. available right there. Nice work, Jensen. Thank you. Allie's here with our final look at what's happening on this Friday. It's Friday, Yay. first of all. Friday. Day. Yay. Day. Yay. Thank you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And of course, every Friday we are joined by the lovely and talented Kat Corbett who sits in. She's going to tell us some real fun things to check out in L.A. That's coming not up. what you called me earlier off the mic. Well, that's <laughs> off the mic. Well, listen, I called you a bitch. <laughs> but y'all are bitch. 
All right. All right. (laughs) You guys, what's up with uh, actors and actresses going on late night talk shows and then asking like they're just super surprised to ask ask to perform a rap? (laughs) I never thought you'd ask me that. (laughs) So here's the thing. Uh, This lovely man, Chris Pine, Mm -hmm. handsome, talented. A lot of shirtless scenes, if if you watch movies yeah. uh, a lot. Uh, he dazzles us in many mm-hmm. ways. But he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he was asked about the first song that he actually learned the lyrics to. And this was it. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice back with my brand new invention. Something. Grab the hold of me, Cotney. <laughs> Daily and nightly, will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I'll rock the mic like a vandal. Light up the stage to wax and jump like a candle. That's uh, terrible, right? Yep. 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 That was not good. Really bad. It wasn't great. But I mean, do you expect great? No. From the Mind Rabbit. I don't know. Vanilla Ice is so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. I'd still hit that, though. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) I think that's the takeaway. Isn't uh, Vanilla White Ice is the one that was running around stabbing people, right? And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Then you got Vanilla Ice on the loose. He's got a knife. British runner. He's going to stab people. Because he stabbed people. people. Hold on a sec. What's Kevin talking about? Oh, no. Let's, 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 let's the the knife? Why is Vanilla Ice going to stab people? Nope. No, he stole some stuff. He stole he like a pool heater and a couch and stuff out of a. <laughs> Vacant home. Talking about Kevin. I was thinking of uh, Screech. You were thinking of Screech. You were confusing Vanilla Ice. (laughs) Not even a singer. With the guy from Saved by the Bell. Yes, I was. Yeah. I mean, come on. That was a moment with. They're practically the same person. Wow. Right. Very. Very similar. Wow. Goodness gracious. That was a a lot right there. I I agree, man. I agree. Hey, Kat, did you see Roma? No, it's. I have the screener and it's staring at me, and I feel like it's really heavy, and I need to Mm -hmm. be in a space where I can handle it. Isn't it also on Netflix? Like you can watch it it at any moment. Yeah, I could do that too. She wants to be super industry, right? (laughs) She wants to watch it on screeners. All right. Sorry. She has her own theater that they've invited to for screening. Subtitled or black and white, or are you just racist? What's keeping you away from (sighs) Roma? What's going on? No, I have the. You know, I have the. Jensen's going to pick on me. I have this stack of screeners which physically I can look at. I don't have to log into Netflix. Going to the Soho house and doing meetings. I know what it's like, Miss Scriptwriter. I just, I have to, I have to be in the mood to see that. I okay. have to be in the mood. Well, the reason I bring it up is because obviously it's become one of 2018's most celebrated films, up for oh. ten Academy Award nominations. But one of the man uh, men in the film, Jorge Antonio Guerrero, he plays Furman in the hit, may not be able to attend the ceremony. Because he can't get a visa to come into town. Ooh, come on. Yeah. He just needs it. <laughs> he said, here's his quote. The first time I applied was at the beginning of last year. Back then, I didn't have anything related to the movie, and my intentions were just for tourism. But then I started receiving invitations from Netflix in October and November to attend Red Carpets and the Golden Globes. But he hasn't been able to get a visa. But does he need a visa just to come in? That's for- work. It's, work? it's considered work to yeah. go to the award show. Yeah. Well, can really? we just marry him for like the weekend? <laughs> I don't know what he looks like, but I will marry the director. Well, I would I would right? marry him so he can come and go to his party. Come on. 
If you we have need a, to build a wall. <laughs> you marry Jorge, okay. and I will marry Alfonso Cuaron, I'm the in. director. She's I'm so in. sad and lonely. <laughs> it's true. Which brings us to this story, and I'm glad you're here, Kat. <laughs> oh, God. Marriage has advantages and disadvantages, and a new study finds that those who aren't married or divorced are generally living shorter lives. Wow. Here's That's the part, BS. Here's the part that just <laughs> that this is such BS. That made me laugh so hard. This study found that unmarried men walk 11 centimeters slower than married men. What? While unmarried women walk 9 centimeters slower than women who had tied the knot. What a yeah, waste. we're still wearing Happy heels. What a That's waste why. of a life who's, to do that research. Who's doing that research? But what about this little tidbit? Ugh. They found that divorced women were found to have a weaker grip than married women. <laughs> right, because they can't hold on to men. <laughs> <laughs> Their grip is weak. This is These weird. are studies that people pay companies to do these studies. It's insane. How would you even think of that? How would you exactly. think of, yeah. let's compare married people to unmarried people and how long they live. And oh. how much slower they walk. walk. What kind no, of company walking, would buy that research? Yeah, the walking part, I don't understand. I completely understand, is there any difference between people who are married and single and how long they live? I completely understand yeah, why yeah, you'd yeah. be interested in that. What are yeah. you going to do with that? But the gate thing, I don't get it all. Well, they're, I think they're just looking for factors that contribute to mental health. That's I all. think Kat brought up a good point, why we walk slower when we're single. Because we're wearing heels. Yeah, we're still wearing heels. We're still sexy. <laughs> you right? know, everybody yeah. else is in their soft pants and, uh, you know, sneakers. Exactly. To... And they're all running home like, oh God, I have kids. And we're like, oh. take your time. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to happy hour. I'm headed to the park yeah. in my heels. Right? Sexy time. Bringing it. See, we just turned this whole research on you their did. ass. I'm in with you. All right, Kat, what is happening around town? Well, we are doing our very first K-Rock Locals Only Fest. Uh, it's we're releasing a vinyl compilation. Oh, hold on, let the crowd speak. Let them just feel it. You have to live yeah. in it. Live yeah. in it. I should, I should practice this uh-huh. so the audience dies oh, down, no. so my comedy can come through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we were trying to think of something new to do, and uh, Linda Perry, who could possibly make history with uh, for producer of the year if she scores that. Uh, that Grammy, Mm -hmm. because she worked with Dolly Parton on the film Dumplin', which is on Mm -hmm. Netflix. Um, She's like, she has this company called We Are Here. It's a management publishing um, company. And she's like, we bought a pressing plant. Let's do something. So um, we got together and we're going to release this vinyl. And we did a big vote. I love this. And so we came down to 10 bands that everyone voted on. Take it in. Let it sit. Okay, it's, it's over. Now. Sorry. My no. Oscar speech is going to suck. No one's going to hear it. <laughs> um, and so we have what well, we were doing a two nights at the Terragram Ballroom. And tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. Uh, 1067 is the ticket. And it's two nights, uh, the 8th and 9th, and it features side A and side B of all of these bands, the top 10. I tweeted the link, and it's going to be wicked fun. I love it. it. Has voting just been insane? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> we were really surprised because, you know, oh, yeah, let's, no one votes. <laughs> they're clapping. I know. But no, not let it, let it not good. Yeah, let's. Not a lot of cl- This is it's maybe a, just one band smatter, playing. This is one band okay. playing. Yeah. I when think do they I talk? Sound, I think they sound enthused. You can keep going. Okay. Oh, I can yeah, talk yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Talk to it. Well, it sounds like it's getting louder, though. Can I talk now? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. You can talk. Are they laughing at me? Well, they're not. There's no one else talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one talking. So anyway, I hope to see you. This is going to be a wicked good time, and it's uh, the first one. So K-Rock Locals Only Fest. Ticks on sale at 10. 10 today. 10 today. 10 13 today. minutes. 
right? Wow, you did yeah. math. Thank you. Congrats. Wow. Mataklan. <laughs> Hey guys, some birthdays for you. Just one, Alicia Keys, because Fiona the Hippo is a dick. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win this afternoon with Strikers commercial free-for-all during your drive home here on the world-famous K-Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Hey now, this is getting interesting. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Y'all are killing it right now. The mic has been dropped. How was it? Was it everything? That was not great for me. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's it. That, that's, whoa. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, no. It was perfectly fine. Yeah. I just don't think like this this world, this process, this journey, this this show, like I just don't think like it's for you. And one day you are gonna look back at this probably pretty soon and think, what the f was I thinking? Bong bong. Glitter. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.